This is Let's Get Real with your realtor hosts, Mallory Myers and Rob Calabro, talking real life and real estate. All right, from the Buckeye State to the Sunshine State, this is Let's Get Real. What's up, Mallory? Hey, Rob. Happy Friday. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I'm good. It's been a fabulous Friday. It is like 60 degrees and sunny here, so mm. it actually feels like fall, even though it's winter other places. Yeah, we had snow flurries here this morning, and it's it's actually beautiful, though. Um, My dad sent me a picture. I wanted to say it was Monday or Tuesday of like his backyard in Springboro, and mm-hmm. it is like a winter wonderland back there. I'm like, it's so beautiful, though. Yeah, they got a few inches earlier this week. So, um, yeah, so we're kind of recording this as we approach Thanksgiving. So uh, preemptively, happy Thanksgiving to you. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> a lot yeah. to be thankful for. Yeah, absolutely, which we'll talk about that later on in the uh, show. Um, but we yeah. do have some good topics. We want to talk about um, what's happening in the market. We want to talk about some strategies um, that listing agents are using now that maybe we wouldn't have had to do uh, previously based on the market conditions uh, and talk a little bit about how that pertains to buyers as well. Um, and then we'll get into maybe some some Thanksgiving stuff too. Yeah, sounds great. I'm excited. So um, tell me about the market in, in Tampa, St. Pete right now. It's funky. Um, it definitely is funky. We some listings, which I think it's the same there. We've kind of talked about it. If it's a desirable location and it's priced well, it will go fast. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a good condition, if it is, um, you know, under five hundred thousand, um, it's probably going to go quite quickly. Um, depending, obviously, but if it's above five hundred and maybe just above 500 is a different price point for a lot of people. It's a jumbo loan. It's not necessarily, um, or almost a jumbo loan. Um, it's, it's, it's a different price point. So those can kind of sit a little bit longer. Um, not everybody can afford a half a million dollar home. So we're, we're seeing those kind of sit a little bit longer. Um, I had a listing for 420. We got 30, K above asking, you know, offer and contract uh, within 12 hours. So it, it really depends. And I think agents everywhere are noticing that. So we can't tell our clients, you know, when they're going to ask, like, do you think we'll get, you know, an offer before the open house? Do you think we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get an offer quickly. Mm -hmm. And I can't, say anything like this market is so bizarre that I can't set you up for failure you know for for my I can't I can't guide you correctly in this market I can't tell you if it's gonna you know expect you know multiple offers within the first three days or Mm -hmm. it's gonna sit for three months it's just so weird right now what about there um similar um it's, I think in this market, it's about trying to set the right expectations because sure. if, if you have the wrong expectations, that's when it becomes more difficult. You know, um, we're getting back to a more normal market. And yeah, um, fantastic, especially for buyers. It is. And it's just like what I was saying a minute ago. 
the market is such that some properties are moving quickly. Some properties are taking a little bit longer, but it all depends on that marketing mix. Is it priced appropriately for the condition of the property? How does the property show online? What's the buyer demand in that specific neighborhood, that specific school district? Mm -hmm. Like you said, price point, uh, certain price points are moving faster than others. Um, I mean, I haven't seen it to any degree where it's um, discouraging. I think the market is right. still good. Um, it's more or less about how quickly is that? Not not will that home sell, but how quickly will it sell? And how what pricing strategy do we need to take um, to, to get it to sell? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And comps right now are so hard to like look at because what happened three, three months ago isn't the same market. So you kind of have to think about that and what comes into play and how to list it, not to what somebody sold three, four months ago, but how do we list it and and price it right now in, in this market? Absolutely. Yeah. So that kind of brings us to the first um, topic, which is what I was reading this online earlier. The question is, what strategies as a listing agent are you using right now to make sure that your property is getting the proper ex- exposure and make sure that it's moving um, because of some of the things that have changed in the marketplace, um, which is a pretty deep topic to go into. So we can yeah. talk a little bit about it. But I guess first thoughts, what's your answer to that question? Um, I'm trying to get it in front of as many agents as I can. Mm-hmm. Um I go to pitch sessions, which is where, you know, if I have a Tampa listing and it's not moving, I'd probably go to a Tampa pitch session, which is where agents in the Tampa Bay area get together. Mm-hmm. They share their buyer needs. We share our sellers, um, what listings we might have. So we try to find a match. Um, so that's always a really good idea is agent to agent contact and marketing. Um there's a lot of Facebook groups moving to Florida, moving to St. Pete, moving to Tampa, moving to blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, So try to get the listing in front of all those people who are trying to move, who are thinking about moving, Um, you know, people who aren't on the MLS, right? So people Mm -hmm. who are on the MLS are already getting our listing. They're not interested. So how do we get it in front of people who are not getting it in their MLS? Um, So I think you just got to get creative, whether it's Facebook target marketing, um, you know, boosting ads into New York, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, all those kind of snowbird areas to get them thinking, oh, this has a pool. Oh, it's close to the water. Oh, it's in Florida. Hmm, maybe we are ready to move down. You know, <laughs> I think that getting creative and getting it in front of eyes um, who who might not have seen it yet is super important. Like, again, like if, if it's on the, if a buyer's on the MLS and they've already seen it come through there, we're not getting offers from them. So who can we get it in front of that we can get the offer from? Yeah. Um, and I think those are all the right answers. Um, I'll elaborate on a couple of things you said. Uh, the first is you have to have it uh, positioned appropriately, mm-hmm. with, both with the pricing and the way that it looks online. Mm-hmm. The, how do the photos look? How is the property set up? Is there anything we you know can change about the way it is uh, in so that it changes the perception to the person who's viewing it? Right. Um, so that's number one. If you don't have that correct, then all of the other marketing and all of the other outreach 
isn't going to be as effective. Um, So first take a look at that. The second thing would be um, some of the items that you mentioned to get exposure, obviously doing paid ads, doing target ads can be helpful to get more eyeballs on it. I, for you in Florida, that's interesting that you can go out to the, you know, people that are relocating. I think that's, I mean, a lot of people relocate within Ohio to Columbus, but that's not the first thing that came to mind for me, but you should, there is a way that you can actually look up online to see what uh, the, most popular zip codes are that are moving into your zip code, mm-hmm. uh, which I've done. It's actually Cleveland to Columbus. Um, that makes sense. Last, last time I checked, but you can actually get very narrowed down in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, outside of the paid ads online and on social media, you're right. Um, broker to broker communication is really important. You can look up uh, who's doing the most business in that specific area that your listing is in, and you can communicate with them, have conversations about what their buyers are looking for, about what listings they have coming on, and just kind of open that line of communication to see if you can find a match for somebody who might fit for that property that isn't right. you know, actively looking. Um, like you, you called it, I just call it a pitch um, pitch meeting. Yeah, we have okay. pitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do that. It, it, I think usually it's like a, a, we call it a broker tour um, where, where you'll get together with the different brokers in a certain area. Usually it's geographically driven, you know, mm-hmm. whatever your school district is or whatever that specific mm-hmm. like part of downtown is, you can put the property on tour or you can just stand up and talk about it and then mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth. Um, uh, open houses right now are probably, you know, not just yeah. to, to do the open house, but to use it as a, marketing piece so you know as many you know you know you can actually do door knocking and and flyers and things of that nature and circle prospecting where you send Mm -hmm. emails or calls but also just the excuse to advertise that open house everywhere helps draw in um so there's a lot of different things that you can do. You should be proactive but I think it all starts with how the property is positioned online. Yeah, I, yes, for sure. But also, um, yeah, I mean, professional photos matter. I was talking to another agent about how we just are appalled by what photos are online and the the representation of that and how, um, you know, they're doing a disservice to their clients by having such poorly um, done professional prof- photos yeah. uh, marketing their seller's property. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely is what's going to get people in the door. Um, what, what keeps people staying in there is how it's decorated with the clutter, the smells, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the lifestyle that's in the home. Um, yeah. you can have a beautiful home and nobody can tell because you have personal stuff everywhere. You, it doesn't smell very nice. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is going to keep somebody from seeing themselves in your home, which is what we want. Right. Because it's such a deterrent. So they're going to be like, let's get in and out of this open house. Like, it's just giving me the. Ugh. Yeah. Because yeah. of all those other things. So you're doing a disservice to anybody who wants to buy your home. If you're marketing it or even showing it in any kind of. un, un uh, Pretty 
vibe or you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if, yeah. if it's just not done professional if it's not staged or at least looking show ready clean you know it's gonna hurt your chances of getting somebody to come in yeah it is and it's sometimes a hard conversation to have to have with that homeowner yeah. but you've got to you, you got to do it if you have their best interest in mind then you have to do that I had um, to do that with this seller a couple of weeks ago it smelled like dog pee in her bedroom and I just said listen like I'm not sure if you notice it could be because this door is always shut. Like this room is always in, but it mm-hmm. smells and she had a puppy. So like, I, I'm yeah. sure it was puppy pad stuff, but it really smells like dog pee in here. Um, and I think that that would hurt people from wanting to, you know, move forward because it's the primary bedroom and it smells mm-hmm. like pee. Yeah. And she got it cleaned up, got it smelling just nice. Yeah. Same thing with smoke smell and other things yes. like that, you know? It's not like you're you have an opinion of that one way or another. It's just that you're trying to help them sell yeah. the house. Yeah. Um, what's your feeling on or what's your experience with offering sellers offering incentives like buy downs, rate buy downs, or two one buy downs, things like that? I've noticed that on a lot of listings recently. And I noticed yeah. it was coming up in the comments of this um question in this article I was reading earlier. I'm Have seeing a lot of incentives. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't done it yet. I'm thinking about doing it for one of my listings, some sort of incentive, whether it's towards credit of closing costs or prepaids or anything like that, or a buy down. Um, and we're seeing it a lot, basically. Um, definitely seeing a lot more buyer incentives. So um, I'm thinking that might be our next move is to give an incentive to the buyers and what a time to to be in real estate to right be a now. Buyer, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I've seen a lot of listings offer that. Um it makes sense to me in a lot of ways because it can help the buyer get a lower cost. So it's mm-hmm. sort of um that the objection of the interest rate and the payment, it helps with that. But I still think ultimately the buyer has to be intrigued by the house before that yeah. really matters. Yeah. And the, you have to run the numbers because it depends on the, the amount that you have to pay towards buy down to actually mm-hmm. make it effective. You know, right. you, can't, you can't use a couple hundred dollars to buy down a rate. It's not going to happen. And it right. certainly won't be enough to impact it at all. It's going to be thousands of dollars and it depends on the price point. Um, yeah. But sometimes that, you know, $5,000 um, towards uh, credits to to do a buy down or something could be a lot, could save the buyer a lot more money up mm-hmm. front than that mm-hmm. extra $5,000 in purchase price. And I really think that that is something that buyers are, um, are appealed by. Like if it's 10, I had a listing my buyers were interested in and it um, was 10K towards towards closing costs and prepaids. That's less money they have to provide to bring to closing. That's more money in their pocket. Mm -hmm. And I think that evens out the rate because they could always refinance. As soon as rates drop, like refinance, and then you'll be able to be in a better position and you get the money saved at closing. Yeah. And that's a substantial amount. $10,000, is a is a very helpful number. Um, Mm -hmm. But... You know, so you have to think about what that incentive is, but if the buyer's not interested, they're not interested. So yeah, they have to be at least on the fence about the property. Now we just have to get them over the, over the fence by offering them something that, you know, makes it make sense financially. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely you have to get creative in this market, I think. Um, especially if it's outside of where everybody's wanting to be mm-hmm. um in a neighborhood, you know, geographically, if it's you know outside of downtown St. Pete, if it's outside of downtown Tampa, if it's in a funky area, mm-hmm. um, you gotta get creative. Yep. It's just like you said earlier. I mean, there's still those listings that are flying off the shelf too. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we we could talk about um different strategies, but sometimes um, it's the right property and the right price point and it's going to sell quickly. And sometimes we're going to have to work a little harder, but, you know, um, that kind of brings us to the second portion, which is what does it mean for the buyer and what strategies are you using um, in this market with buyers that can help them? So education is super important. Um, I think you and I have talked about this a million times that, um, you know, don't listen to the media. Don't let the media scare you. Like talk to a professional mm-hmm. um, because interest rates and recession, like all this stuff could scare buyers away yeah. from buying, right? Um, but if you talk to somebody who actually is, you know, an agent in your area and they can tell you, listen, like now is a fantastic time to buy. Like you have so much negotiation power right now. You mm-hmm. could get money towards your interest rate. You can get money towards closing costs. You can get your entire closing cost covered. You can get repairs, you know, like this is a fantastic time to be a buyer right now. So don't wait because once the interest rates come down, buyers are going to increase. So then you'll have your competition again. So make your move now. Yeah. And I mean, I, we don't have a crystal ball, but I believe that'll probably happen early 2023 where demand yeah. comes back up and mm-hmm. probably even more so into the spring. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I haven't stopped searching for investment properties. I think now's a good time because if you can uh, get, especially for the type of properties that I buy where I want them to not be in very good condition, if you mm-hmm. can get the, the, right price and then do a refinance when rates come down. We don't know when that'll be, but right. get it, you know, get it, locked in. It into will a, go down. Yeah. Get a loan term that's that you're not forced to refinance out of immediately, but uh, and something that you're comfortable with. And then when they do come down, then we could do a cash out refi and talk about really getting some money back to make that um, deal work even more. Yeah. Um, if you're an investor, things like um, seller financing now might be the right time to look at yeah. seller financing yeah. um, because those, some of these these investor properties, they may not need all that cash up front and they might be OK with taking some money over time and it makes the deal that much better for you. So, yeah, it's a great um, it's a great time to be a buyer. Don't let the media scare you. Um, I, I really do think it's a good time. So what is your, uh, this was the other topic I had written down. What is your uh, expectation for the market over the next 45 to 60 days? So it should basically take us from New Year's to maybe the first two, two, three weeks of uh, January. I think that it's going to be slower than usual uh, for us here in Florida, at least, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily slow down because you can get tax breaks before you know December thirty first. You can um, mm-hmm. people some people want to be in their homes before Christmas, um, new homes. So sometimes it it is busier around that time. I think it's going to be slower just because of the interest rates, and then I think people are going to say, you know, let's just wait till after the holidays. Let's wait to see what what happens with the rates. 
Um, and with the elections and all that stuff, I think people are just kind of in this one foot in, one foot out kind of space. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that, like you said, we'll, we'll see um, it increase um, early 2023. So for now, I'm not going to stress if it's slower, just because I understand why people might want to be taking a break um, until after the new year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, don't uh, don't freak out, you know, based on the current market conditions, because that's all going to change, I think, coming up pretty soon. But right. um, more importantly, um, you know, it's I think it's back to what you would normally see in November, December, which it is a slower mm -hmm. time of year in Columbus. It's always a little bit slower. We sit we typically see a small bump between the two holidays. So mm -hmm. like early December, you, you know, you'll see a little bit of a bump, but people who are transacting right now, people who are buying or selling typically are motivated to do so. So mm -hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you've got, if you put your house on the market and you've got an interested buyer, they're, they're probably motivated. They're not, right. they're not just looking for no reason. Um, right. So that's sort of why, what I expect to see over the next, you know, four to six weeks is those who are in the market should be motivated and willing to, mm -hmm. to do business. And I think if you're a buyer that's thinking about doing something early next year, I would start looking right away. Yeah. You might find that one that works and you might be able to negotiate a good deal. And it actually seemed like rates came back down slightly over the last few days, which is great. You know, yeah. Um, if they're in the sixes, that's not as bad as what we'd saw like, leading up to the election a couple weeks ago it was like yeah. seven. Yeah, so. it was bad. I, I, I really think it'll be good. And I think that buyers need to remember that the people who, you know, bought in 2020 and 2021 when the market was insane, you know, they had really, really low interest rates, but they were paying 100K almost above asking. They were paying... Mm -hmm thousands of dollars above asking and no repairs and no closing costs and none of this stuff. And now you may have a little bit of an interest rate, but you are going to get a better deal. You're going to be able to negotiate the sales price, negotiate repairs, and then you'll be able to refinance and have a lower rate. So yeah. you're honestly in a better situation than your friends who bought in 20 and 21, 2021, because you're going to have negotiation room. You're going to have your, your, your home be able to you know, have a great inspection, have it repaired if it needed to, and you get to refinance to a lower rate for the people who buy in 2020, 2021, most likely will never be able to refinance. They are probably not going to get lower than three, 2.5%, oh, yeah. right? So, yeah. I mean, and they spent so much more above asking. So you're mm -hmm. in a much better position than your friends who bought in 2020, <laughs> 2021. Yeah. Uh, I, I was just thinking about that. Um, as we were talking about the, uh, the next, the December episode, we're going to do kind of doing a, a, a recap of the year and yeah, thinking about some of those transactions and, um, what people had to do, but, um, pay for some college tuition. I feel like they paid for the sellers. <laughs> yeah, it was challenging, but, uh, nonetheless, people who got a great, you know, great rate, that's something that you're not going to yeah. be able to do again. So, yeah. um, all right. So since it is the week of Thanksgiving, we're going to do a couple of uh, Thanksgiving things. The first thing is, what are you thankful for? And the second question is, what are you looking forward to in the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving and Christmas? Oh, so the first question, I have been in a season of gratitude for the last couple months. 
Um, I started the year off with a struggle. I went through some big changes. I left brokerages. I, you know, made big switches. Um, I went from financially stressed to financially blessed. And I just, um, I'm very, very thankful to be where I am right now for so many reasons. My brokerage, my financial position, um, my mental health, my, you know, there's so many things that I'm super, super thankful for um, wrapping up this year. Um, personally, it's been really great. Nice. And um, then holidays? Yeah, what are you excited about? Uh well, next week I'm excited for the food. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but then I'm going to Ohio for Christmas. Nice. So I'm super excited. Hopefully we can see each other and do a live recording. Yeah, I'm excited absolutely. to see Christmas in Winter Wonderland, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um it'll be my first Christmas in Ohio in several years, so Nice. And yeah. Very, and that's something to be thankful for too. So that's those are my uh, grateful, gratitude, exciting things. What about you? Yeah. Well, you're but you're a good uh, better than I am about expressing gratitude, anyways. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to see you in December. Then we'll definitely plan to get together and do a recording. Um, I'm thankful for this. Uh, it actually has been a good year, really good market. Um, and I am thankful for um, for that because um, even though there was a lot of transition periods and there was a lot of challenging things, there was a lot of great things that happened. Um, we were able to help a lot of people and I was able to expand our rental portfolio, which I was very happy about. Awesome. And we'll talk more about stuff like that next week, I guess. Um, but just thankful for my family. This, yeah. I, my, my son, well, this will be his technically his second Christmas, but um, he uh, didn't really, the last one, like. Too young, too little. Too young. Yeah. So this will be the first time where he could really experience it. Oh, um, that's so, so exciting. Super excited about that. We've already, I mean, we just remodeled part of our house to do like to create a, a playroom for him. And uh, so we already kind of like loaded up with a bunch of toys, but <laughs> <laughs> he'll get more of that and uh, we'll get to, to see the family. And uh, my cousin's coming into town for Thanksgiving, which nice. Um, yeah, they're from the East Coast, and uh, I don't think they've ever been to our house in Ohio for Thanksgiving. So, wow! So, are your fun. parents and everybody going to your house, or um, well, we're all going to go down to Dayton to spring. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, so um, I'm just I'm very thankful for uh, everything that's happened this year. It's been a good year. So, and thankful for you. We've had we've made a lot of good podcasts and had a lot of yeah. Good it's been a lot so of fun. fun. So yeah. excited to to keep doing that. Um, but, uh, all right. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. I am thankful for you and your, uh, friendship and your wisdom and co-hosting this. It's been definitely been really fun and I'm excited to see what 2023 brings for us. All right. Same here. Absolutely. So, um, with that, everybody have an awesome, happy Thanksgiving. The next episode we're going to do is called A Year in Review. We're going to talk about some of the good things, some of the things we learned. I think it's going to be a great episode for both of us. Um, so really excited about that. But uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, and I will talk to you soon. Happy Thanksgiving.